Episode 54 Foggy, foggy night Warm and windy, tide is high Waxing gibbous moon is bright Peeking through the puffy clouds above Greetings and welcome in to the Patuxet General, your podcast for all things Patuxetish. I am your host, Jess. I grew up here and am your guide through this gorgeous slice of New England coast we call Patuxet Village, Rhode Island. This week, we warm up, have a lovely salad, make some peanut butter cookies, and talk about the Rhode Island Sasquatch. You know, typical Rhode Island stuff. But first, I have to thank everyone that participated in our holiday drive. It makes all the difference in the world. As well as our Patreon subscribers. All of these sweet, crunchy folk are the sugar, flour, eggs, vanilla, butter, nut grinder, oven, and pans that make up the peanut butter cookie that is the Patuxet General. Without whom, we would be nuts. So thank you. You keep the lights on. That said... Let's start with a lovely Irish coffee. Irish coffee is the go-to around town during the winter months. Here's the story of the world's most famous liquor and coffee drink. I got this information straight from the horse's mouth at Foyne's Flying Boat and Maritime Museum's website at flyingboatmuseum.com. They are closely connected to Irish coffee, playing a significant role in the invention of this favorite Irish treat. Of course, as with anything in Ireland, the weather played a role too. In 1943, Brendan O'Regan opened a restaurant and coffee shop in the Foyne's Terminal Building. It quickly became regarded as one of the best restaurants in Ireland. Chef Joe Sheridan, originally from Castlederg, County Tyrone, had been recruited by O'Regan to run the kitchen. Late one night in the winter of 1943, a flight left Foynes for New York. After flying for several hours in bad weather, the captain decided to return to Foynes to wait for safer conditions. A Morse code message was sent to Foynes control tower to inform them of the return. Staff were called back in, and the passengers were brought to the restaurant upon landing for food and drink. And this is what the chef served. Step 1. Preheat your Foyne's Irish coffee glass by filling it with boiling water for 5 seconds, then pour the water out. Step 2. Add 1 teaspoon of brown sugar and a good measure of Irish whiskey to the warmed glass. Step 3. Fill the glass to within one centimeter of the brim with hot, strong black coffee. Stir well. Step 4. Carefully pour lightly whipped cream over the back of a spoon so that it floats on top of the coffee. Step 5. Do not stir after adding the cream. Optimal flavor comes from drinking the coffee and Irish whiskey through the cream. Or you could just remember the poem. An Irish coffee has... Cream. Rich as an Irish brogue, coffee, strong as a friendly hand, sugar, sweet as the tongue of a rogue, whiskey, smooth as the wit of the land. Either way, I'm sure you will enjoy. Peanut Butter Cookies This recipe was perfected at Little Falls. The one in use when I took over crumbled and wasn't as peanutty as I wanted. Bit by bit, I experimented until I came up with this one. Eventually, I had to come up with an extra-large size batch because it became so popular. At the time, I used an extra-large scoop to make gigantic ones. Now I use a medium-to-large scoop so that I can sell them in two packs. 
For sure, you could use a very small size for peanut butter blossoms or small for tea biscuits. The dough is best used right away, but it can be chilled up to a week. I like to scoop it, then store it so that you can just pop the pre-made balls onto the cookie sheet. A great time saver. For this recipe, you will need a fork, two cups of butter, three cups of brown sugar, four eggs, one teaspoon vanilla, four and a half cups of flour, two teaspoons baking soda, four cups crunchy peanut butter, a pinch of salt, or two if your peanut butter is unsalted, cookie sheets covered in parchment paper, a scoop with a thumb release, any size you choose. Preheat your oven to 375 degrees. Put the butter and brown sugar into the mixer and cream until smooth. Add the eggs and vanilla. Scrape down the sides and gently mix until combined. Then add the flour, baking soda, salt, and crunchy peanut butter. I use Virginian Spanish peanut peanut butter. The peanuts are roasted and ground right here in RI, just a couple of miles from the general itself. This means that the peanut butter also has just one ingredient. That's right, peanuts. We love this stuff at the general. So much so, we sell it at the general. I suggest you check out Virginian Spanish Peanut for delivery or pickup. And tell them that the Patuxent General sent you. They are very friendly folk. But about these cookies? Mix your batter until just combined. You will need to scrape up from the bottom and down from the sides once or twice so that everything is well mixed. The cookies could spread out weirdly if you don't. Then, scoop them onto your cookie sheets, giving them two inches apart so that they may spread out without touching. Take the fork and make a hash mark on top by pushing the fork across the top one way and then 90 degrees across the first mark. Bake for about 12 minutes or until they have grown and very lightly browned all around the edge. When they come out, they'll be too soft to move, but you can peek at the bottom to make sure they're golden with a spatula. Let them sit until cool, if you can, and enjoy. I want to tell you about my friend Mike and his electromagnetic pinball museum and restoration arcade. It's an all-inclusive place to relax and share anything related to modern pinball, EM pinball, and arcade games. A group of pinball and arcade fans with an addiction to games of all kinds and Lego too. $10 gets you free play on pinball and arcade games all day. You can find them at 881 Main Street, Pawtucket, Rhode Island, or online at www.electromagneticpinballmuseum.com. And now for some local folklore, Sasquatch in the Ocean State. Sasquatch, Bigfoot, Yowie, Yeti, Abominable Snowman. All names for the mythical cryptid creature that is believed to exist in the Himalayan, North American, and Canadian remote forest and mountain regions. The first alleged Bigfoot prints were discovered by British explorer named David Thompson in 1811. Throughout the years since Thompson, there have been thousands of reported sightings and footprint evidence of the man-things who prowl our forests, to include the grainy Patterson film of 1967 fame. Sasquatch has made the rounds from Siberia to Nepal to Canada to California. Why, even in little old Rhode Island, where the Yowie was spoken of among the park rangers who patrolled the wild woods of Exeter and Arcadia, or Big Rhodey to his or her local fans. The creatures are described by eyewitnesses as being gigantic, malodorous, bipedal, and ape-like. They frequent dense forests and remote mountains. 
They are described as being totally silent or engaging in territorial knocking on wood or howling. In 2011, Animal Planet sent a BFRO, Bigfoot Field Researchers Organization team, to investigate the many sightings and try to obtain proof of the Yowie. The team believed that the secluded and abundant woodlands of Exeter, Rhode Island, made a perfect hiding place for the Sasquatch. And another grainy video emerged, picturing a Yeti sludging about in Arcadia. The team went out with torches and made howls and knocks in the woods in an effort to attract Bigfoot. But in the end, the creature remained reclusive and made no appearance for its television premiere. That said, as few as three years ago, there has been video documentation of the Bigfoot of Rhode Island when an eyewitness recorded a video of the creature in Green, Rhode Island. Just listen to the explosive confrontation. Oh my God! It's standing still right there until like it wants its picture taken. Oh my god! Oh my god, there we go! He's taking off! He's taking off! Oh my god, where is he? Oh, oh, oh! Oh my god! Big boy! Oh my god, where is he? It was a Yeti! Holy in Rhode Island! Okay, that totally freaked me out. Uh, so I'm going to go on with my very cheery salad. A walnut-flavored pear salad. As promised in last week's episode, this week we have a very groovy vegetarian salad for you. This is great in the winter, sticks to your ribs, and has huge table appeal. It works just as well for one as it does for an army. Although, I might use tiny scoops for the cheese if you do have an army. I got this recipe from the Cape Cod Times cookbook that I received from my dad. He used it extensively and the recipes are very interesting. Also, this calls for tossing the salad after you dot with your cheese mixture. I would either toss right before you serve, then dot with the cheese, or put the dressing in a squeeze bottle so that you can put it exactly where you want. Thank you, Ms. Joan Fency. And for this recipe, you will need one quarter cup walnut halves, two ounces blue cheese, two ounces cream cheese, three tablespoons sherry vinegar, one teaspoon Dijon mustard, one half cup walnut oil, salt and pepper to taste, one head bib lettuce washed and dried, one quarter bunch watercress washed and dried, four fresh pears cut into halves, skins removed. Place walnut halves in a baking dish and roast in a 375 degree Fahrenheit oven for 10 minutes and then let cool. In a small bowl, blend the blue cheese and cream cheese together and set aside. In a medium bowl, whisk together vinegar, mustard, oil, and seasonings. In the meantime, arrange attractively in a serving dish the lettuce, watercress, pears, and walnuts. Sprinkle on the blue cheese mixture on top of the salad and toss with the dressing when ready to serve. Ms. Joan Fency notes, if bib lettuce is unavailable, Boston or Escarole lettuce may be used. Now you could put this on decorative plates or just eat it out of the bowl. Either way, I'm sure you'll enjoy.
Thank you once again for joining us today at the PG. If you would like to contact us with a question, request for a local recipe or location, information about our pop-up general store, or a ghost story, please reach out. Our email is jess at patuxetgeneral.com. We can't wait to hear from you. But until then, I'll meet you right back here next time at the Patuxet General. Something for Posterity Production, pre-recorded in Patuxent. <laughs>